Okay. I need Ryan to pray me in with his nice boots on. Are those the same boots or you just shined them? Is that a different pair? Those are nice, bro. Woo-hoo-hoo! Sweet. Well, you know, I played the Colorado. I always had a pair of cowboy boots when I played the Colorado and a hat. Someday you and me are going to go cowboy hat shopping. And then we'll take a trip. Amen. You can't wear one in Cali. Hallelujah. People think something's wrong with you. you they will talk about you a lot. <laughs> They'll pull you over. Okay. All the cool kids wear cowboy hats. Yeah. So you guys are live, live, live. All right. We are live here at Soldiers for Christ. Global Community Church, and I have Minister Ryan here. He's going to pray me in, and uh, maybe even have a little word for you. I don't know. You know. How's salt going? Uh, what? I've come from the battlefield. You've come from the battlefield? All right. We're still winning. Good. Praise God. Jesus is, is Lord. He is moving the waters. Yes. And so tonight we're asking that He would... Move the waters of our hearts and yes. release the floodgates from heaven. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the word he gave me. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge acknowledge Him him. and He shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Hallelujah. Amen. Very good stuff. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we're asking, Lord, that tonight Your Word would nourish us. Your Word would strengthen us. Yes, Lord. And, Lord, that Your Spirit would speak to us. Hallelujah. Stir the water of our hearts. Lord, help us to receive this word now and speak through Pastor Sandy, your message to your people for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be among watchers. Yeah. Oh, man. Sleepy church gets on my nerve. <laughs> they know nothing. You know you're living in the last days? What? <laughs> you know Israel's rebirth in 1948? What's that? The nation. You know nothing. It's like you're not watching at all. They're, trying, they're still trying to get all their money into crypto. Isn't that something? It's like trying to get my money into crypto because it's going gonna, it's gonna to increase. You know you're going to have to take 666 to be able to spend it? Did you know that? You're going to need to take 666 to be able to spend your cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if you want all your money in there. Right. Yeah, you'd be be ready for day one. I don't know. So, uh, it's been a very interesting week. I want to make sure that I thank people who sent me cards because I'm very thankful. And here, uh, Shelly... Um, sent me a card, and where's Shelly's card from? And uh, let me see if it's the same. Yes, thank you for being so faithful to our Savior. Hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> I'll read that part. Hallelujah. Thank you, Shelly. I appreciate you, and I appreciate everything you do for the ministry. And for Pastor Sandy, I really appreciate and John and, and, and um, uh, uh, Anderson and his wife, they sent me a, 
a letter and uh, they said they were they're talking about 322 sermon the Lucifer Trust started the first 20 30 minute bashing of the pastors and mentioned my Bible scripture well I'm gonna have to read this at home but yeah if you guys would answer your phone when I call you, we could talk about this. <laughs> they never, I call them and they never answer their phone. And thank you for sending me another one of these because I only had, I only have one left and it's in my wallet. I just, you need one, uh, Emerson? Because I take it out and put it on the okay. counter when I go somewhere. So that if I disappear, people will know. So, and that is from... And that's from Chris Hamilton, who's in Jackson, Wisconsin, home of the Badgers. And the Andersons, a beautiful couple. And then I have, and okay, I got them all, I think. I got them all, I think. And Rapture Preparation, that's the one who sent us those. And we'll get to it. So now let's get started. Um, <sighs> We're living in a very interesting time. Do you guys know that? Yeah. Okay. If you have not been with this ministry from the beginning, you kind of don't know where we're at. Okay. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Yokis and his crew, Shannon and the whole crew for being out there and witnessing to the Satan con thing they were having and Michael Wright. It took a lot of boldness to go out there and witness to them. And um, the incredible thing was uh, they said over 100 people got saved while they were out there. Yeah, and some of them were actually going to the satanic thing. So um, that's, that was a blessing. It takes boldness to do street witnessing. And it takes self-control because people are very mean sometimes. Okay. Um, we're going to talk today about the sixth day, okay? Um, and we're going to talk about God's plan and why we're right at God's plan, okay? If you don't know and understand this, um, somebody may, because someone sent me a thing, said, hey, the, the Jubilee is 2024. So I just... I couldn't resist. I said, makeupanything.com. Thank you. <laughs> you know, because if every time, you know, every year it can't be a jubilee, you know, first it was this. We already, our jubilees have already been counted 1917, 1967, 2017, and go backwards from there and you'll see God has been counting the jubilees perfectly, okay? So we already passed that 120th Jubilee, which is perfect because we're supposed to be past the 120th Jubilee because the 120th Jubilee is the 6,000th year. OK, um, so um, let's begin in Genesis chapter one. And uh, we're going to we're going to follow God's pattern. OK, because the Mohadim's the times that things are supposed to happen are right at our hands and if we don't see it um we'll think oh we're just now we're just waiting and we don't really know what's going on yes we do because um the appointed times and the rebirth of israel um and the bible is telling us this is where you are right now in history okay um, so let's look at Genesis chapter one. And if you look at it, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. OK. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Ruach Elohim was uh, hovering over the face of the water. OK. Then verse three. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. OK. OK. And now understand this. God is going to start counting days because as he says, let there be light. There was light and God saw the light uh, uh, that it was good. 
Um, and God divided the light from darkness and God called the light day and the dark and the darkness he called night. Um, he says, so there was evening and there was morning and that was the first day. OK. Now, the next verse is going to tell you about what what happened on day two. Then the next verse is going to say what happened on day three. Then the next verse. And let's read that. In um, verse 14, it says, then God said, um, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for a sign for seasons and for days and for years. Wait a minute. Didn't God already create the light? Yeah. Ah, who's the light that he created? Because he said, he, he created the light and he separated it from darkness and he saw that the light was 17, Tove, good. That's Jesus, okay? So the, the, the light is being separated from darkness, okay? And so, but here on the fourth day, God creates lights and he puts them in the sky for the purpose of doing what? Counting days months and years or days, mohadims and years. So now on the fourth day, God puts the sun in the sky for the earth so that the earth can have light. You understand? So the pattern simply continues as history continues. OK, so. After that, let's go down and look at as because we're reading these. And then uh, um, that happened on day four, day five. Then on day six is in verse 26. Let's see what happened on day six. And, and it says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish and the sea and the birds and the cattle and over every creeping thing. So God created man in his own image. Um, in the image of God, God created them. Male and female, he created them. Okay? So God creates, and I'm going to say it, mankind on the sixth day. That's not the Adam that's going to go in the garden. Okay? The Adam that's going to go in the garden is a special man. Because he's going to be brought up out of the ground on the eighth day. And that's a prophecy about Jesus. He's going to be slit, put to sleep and pierced in the side. That's talking about Jesus. That's a whole nother day. OK, that's the eighth day. But then the sixth day, he says he made them male and female. He created them, mankind. And I don't want to go into Hebrew to explain that to you. So we have on the sixth day, man is created. OK. We have on the fourth day, light is created or given to the earth, right? So here we are, God saying a day, and we can look at that. Let's go to Psalms 90, verse 4, because I want, I want us to do this as a Bible study. Psalms 90. My 90 yet. Wow, that's a long. Okay, 90 verse 4. For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. You hear that? So he makes the proclamation to God a thousand years in God's sight is like one day that has just gone by. Okay? So realize and know that God is counting time. And God knows how many days are being passed by. OK, so when uh, we get to the four thousandth year of mankind, what day is that? The fourth day. So what did he do back then on the fourth day? He prayed, created the sun and the star and, and, and the gospel and the stars. But he put the sun in the sky for the earth on the first day. So he gave light to the earth on the fourth day. Yeah. Okay. Now, the first thing that God did with us 
was he start, he gave us a 6,000 year count. That was in 2003, January 1st, I was there and uh, it was a beautiful morning, okay? So he gives us, he gives me a 6,000 year count and the 6,000 year count starts at Adam. You can easily count it. You guys know I'll send it to you. By the time Jesus is born, by the time Jesus is born, it's the 3,983rd year. So it's 17 years before the 4,000th year. But when Jesus turns 17, it, it becomes the 4,000th year. So now the lamb is already in the world and the 4,000th year, now he's eligible. You see that? Okay. So, so no one understands this. Jesus is born 3,983rd year of the 6,000 year count. In the 4,000th year, he turns 17. Okay, what's that? Good. Okay, so now on the fourth day, God has given us, the world, the sun. You understand? S-U-N, but S-O-N, right? So now he's done the same thing he did on the fourth day. Now it's the 4,000th year, and I'm going to give you the sun. Okay? So, now that we're counting, we, we're counting all the way, and we continue our count up to the 6,000th year. So 2,000 years, now we can't start at 4,000, because then we say 2,000. But we have to start here because Jesus was born here. So 2,000 years after his birth is 2017, which is the 6,000th year, which means God knew when the, when the 120th Jubilee would be. And he knew when the 6,000th year would be. Okay, let's go to uh, Revelation chapter 20 real fast. This is a Bible study. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 through 7, okay? So I'm going to do that so that you can see here. Okay. We're going to go Revelation. Let's put Revelation right here. And let's put chapter 20. Verse one through seven. And we see if we read from chapter one all the way to verse chapter seven, you'll see the word thousand six times. OK, now God gave me the count first that came all the way to 2017. Then after in the office, he shows me this. He says, by the way, I want to confirm to you that 2017 is 6,000 years. So we get in, in Revelation chapter 20, we see in verse 2, he said, He seizes the dragon, the ancient serpent, or the devil, and bounds him for a thousand years. Okay? Then we see in verse 3, He threw him in the abyss and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were over. That's 2. Keep going down. Underline all of them. Here it is. Verse 5. Um, the rest of the... Oh, no, here it is. Uh, verse 4. It says, They came back to life to reign with Christ for a thousand years. That's 4. Verse 5. Um, the rest of the dead did not come to life till the thousand years were, were ended. Okay? And then it says in verse 6, Blessed... Uh, and holy are those who have part in the first resurrection. Second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. And then there you have uh, the fifth thousand. And then verse seven says, when the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison. And so verse one through seven, God mentions thousands six times. He did that for me to confirm to me 
2017 is 6,000 years. The count I gave you were right, was right. The, the, it's already been documented because the word of God is prophecy and I already put it in scripture so you'll know. So when we got to 2017, we were on the sixth day. Okay, now let's think about this. If Jesus is here and then we get to 6,000, that means um, from 4,000 to 6,000 is what? Two days to God. But we're past um, the two days because it's 2017. And now we're seven. We are uh, seven years past the third day from Jesus' birth and seven years past 6,000. So now it's, we're on the third day from Jesus and we're on the sixth day from Adam. You see that? So something's supposed to be happening when? On the third day and on the sixth day, okay? Let's go to um, Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. It says here, after the sixth day, here's a prophecy for you guys. After the sixth day, why does it say that? Because something's going to happen after the sixth day. What's going to happen after the sixth day? Because I'm going to show you after we read this. Here it is. It says, after the sixth day, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up to the mountain uh, 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 by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shined or shone like the sun, and, the, and his clothes became as white as light. Just then there appeared to him Moses and Elijah uh, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If, if, you, if you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, uh, uh, a, a bright cloud in, in, involved in, um, engulfed them, um, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. It says, uh, With him I am well pleased. Hear him. Okay? So now, he goes up on this mountain, but God makes sure that he says, is after the sixth day. On the mountain, he has Moses who died, but now he's standing there resurrected. He has Elijah there who never died. What happened to Elijah? He got raptured. He never died, but there he is on the, uh, on the mountain and they're both standing. So they're representing two different type of people. And Jesus is in his glory. And when does it happen? After the sixth day. So remember, this whole event is supposed to happen after the sixth day. We are seven years. We are on the seventh year after the sixth day. You understand? Amen. Okay. Go back to John. I mean, go up to John, the Gospel of John, chapter, I think, two. It says here on the third day, uh, um, on the third day, a wedding took place in Canaan. Jesus' mother was there, Jesus and his disciples, and he also invited to the wedding, uh, 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 and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? My time has not yet come. Okay. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six water pot, uh, water jars, the kind used for Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. And Jesus said, now they have ceremonial 
washing pots there, which are ceremonial washing pots for after a woman has a baby. So now, that means a birth has just taken place, and then after this birth had taken place, and now they're having a wedding. You understand? The birthing of the church out of the world is the birth that we're going to see on the third day. Okay? You're going to see that on the third day. The church being birthed out of the world. So this ceremonial washing pot being there has a, a clear meaning. Now, in a, in a Jesus movie that I saw, the, guy, the, the people who were giving the party and, the, and whoever was the writer was very um, smart about Jewish culture, okay? He said, they said at the party, the parents of the, of the wedding said, we were going to have the wedding sooner, but she was pregnant. And the guest said, oh, we would have still came. We would have still honored her even if she was pregnant, right? But for the writer to put that in, means that he knew about the ceremonial washing pot. You understand? So I said, wow, whoever wrote this knew Jewish culture. So here you have on the third day there's a wedding. On the sixth day there's a manifestation of Jesus in his glory. I think those both go together. Okay? So God has got us early morning on the third day, and he's got us after the sixth day, and we're all perfectly situated. Okay? Now, let's look at something. Go to the board. Here's this. Olive, Bet, Gamel, Delete, Hey, Vav, Zion. Okay, that's seven Hebrew letters. Each letter means something. Okay? Olive is God. Bet is house. Gamel is kindness. Delete is door. Hey is the breath of God, the spirit of God. Vav means complete salvation. That's the sixth letter. So God made the sixth letter to be complete salvation. Okay? So you go, God built a house. I mean, God built a house, showed kindness, sent the door. Who's the door? Jesus. Look at this. The fourth, it's the fourth letter. The door to heaven came in the fourth day. The sun was on the fourth day. Okay, Jesus is born on a, and he turned 17 when? On the 4,000th year. So the door is right there perfectly. After Jesus left, who came? Hey, the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, this is the letter that they added to, Adam, to Abraham's name. Why did they add that to Abraham's name? Because he believed the gospel. Read Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. Abraham believed the gospel. Okay, it was preached to him beforehand. So since he believed the gospel, God gave him the hay in his in his name. So he became Abraham. Sarah believed, too, and he added the hay to her name. You understand? So you got God built the house, showed kindness, sent Jesus. After Jesus left, he sent the Holy Spirit. After the Holy Spirit does his work, guess what? Six is complete salvation. Vav. So God is saying, wow, in the sixth year, in the sixth, there's going to be salvation. Okay, let's look at um, the, these first six names of the Bible. Okay, there are ten of them that give you the complete story. But if we look at the six names, what do we see here? Adam, Seth, Enosh, Canaan, Mahalolel. The sixth name is Jared. Okay, and thank you. The sixth name is Jared, okay, or Yerad. Now watch this. Man, Seth means appointed. Uh, uh, Enosh, mortal. Canaan, sorrow. Mahalolel, the blessed God. The sixth name, Yerad, Jared, shall come down. So when is Jesus coming down? When is the salvation coming down? In the sixth name, Yerad. Now, remember when 2017 came? And I think only God can do this. He said, I'm going to have the president named Trump. I'm going to have his, his, his vice president named Pence, Trump Pence. And then I'm going to have his, his son-in-law. His name is what? Yerod. Jared. 
which means shall come down. Okay, so here's your message. Okay, trumpets will blow and the son of God will come down. So Jared, the sixth name in the Bible means shall come down. Let's look at Leah. Remember Leah? Leah is representing the church. Leah has. Leah gets married before her sister, even though her sister was the first choice. Leah ends up getting married first. And Jacob has to work an additional seven years to get Rachel. Okay, so Leah and Jacob begin having children right away. And so they have Reuben. Then they have Simeon. Then they have Levi. Then they have Judah. Then they have Issachar. Then they have the sixth name, Zebulun. You know what Zebulun mean? Exalted to my habitation. You see that? So the sixth name of Leah means coming up to my house. You understand? So God has put in the sixth every process of telling you the exact same thing. You're in the 6,000th year. You're in the perfect time. Let's see. Let me see if I can look at that because I want to give you those names. And I shouldn't have to. Okay. Reuben means behold the son. Simeon means hear and obey. Levi means uh, uh, join to my heart. Judah means praise. Issachar means your sins have been paid for, recompensed. Zebulun means coming up to my house, exalted to my habitation. You understand? That's the sixth lane. So in every way, God is telling you in the sixth, this is when it happens. But Matthew says it happens not as soon as the sixth day get there. What does Matthew say? After the sixth day, Jesus appeared in his glory. Okay, so that means that when the six thousandth year came in 2017, we be the whole world entered into this season of wedding, of rapture, of of God coming down, and then now we're trying to figure out in, at what time is he going to come down and do this? Okay, now. After the sixth day, you're in the middle of the wheat harvest. Okay? It's the sixth day, and now we're in the middle of the wheat harvest. The Lord wanted me to show you this. Uh, I think go to Genesis. I think it's Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. And read, read verse 22. Okay, it says, Nor did everything just as God commanded him. That's verse 22, right? Right after verse 22, it says, The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. You hear that? Take with you seven of every kind of animal, um, male, uh, 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 male and, and uh, female, and it says, and two of every kind of unclean animal, male and female, um, and its mate, and also uh, seven of every kind of bird, male and female. And then it says um, in verse four, seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth. What year are we in after 2017? It's the seventh year. You understand? It's the seventh year after, two, after remember, Noah turned 600 years when, when, when he said, okay, it's time. Noah turned 600 years. The earth turned 6,000 years, and then God says, it's time. Then he starts giving us warnings. Then we see that the whole world was in trouble in the 120th year. And the whole world was underwater. 
and nobody thought, is God giving us a warning? Is he showing us exactly what the Antichrist can do to us? Is that what's going on right now? God said, yes, that's what I was doing. I was showing you, and I thought it would wake up the world if I showed you that they can control the whole world at once. If you looked on TV and saw Las Vegas streets look like ghost town and not one person on the street and not one light on in, in a town that's just always bustling with all kinds of people, there was nothing going on, everything was closed, nothing. And God was saying, I'm showing you the power is in one person. Because somebody said, close everything. In the world, yes. And do what I said. Put this on. Take this. Do this. And the whole world was under the control of one power. And nobody in the world thought that that could ever happen. We had never seen that. Come on. That was, that was very unique. No one had ever seen the whole world being obedient to somebody. We don't even know who it was. The who? I know when the little guy that was on TV every day, he was just the mouth, right? So, but for, 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 for that time in the 120th year, the whole world shut down underwater. God's like, I'm warning you, you're in the time, you're after the sixth day, okay? Now here we are, seventh day, seven years after the sixth day, and the seventh year after the sixth day is 2023. But listen to this. Genesis chapter 6, verse 22 said, Noah did everything just as the Lord commanded. After that, verse 1. So this is after 22. The Lord then said to Noah, go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. In seven days, I'm going to make it rain. Okay? Right on time. Now, it only, the scriptures only does this one more time. What's that? Makes a statement in verse 22, and then in verse 1, you see the rescue of, of, of the nations. Yeah. Let's go to Revelation chapter 3. I am getting there. Okay, Revelation chapter 3. What does it say? Chapter 3, verse 22. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to who? The churches. That's why I'm here. Listen, you guys. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm preaching this. That's why God called me. And I keep trying to tell you, if you've been on this journey with me, all you've done is you've been on the journey with me. You've seen every step. You saw when we first came out with the 6,000-year count. You saw when we first started talking about uh, Israel's rebirth and the fig tree generation. You saw all of this. You saw 2010 come and go, knowing that seven years after that was going to be 2017. What was on my van? I had a white van. <laughs> it was beautiful. On the side was a big sign that says, 2010 to 2017 tribulation, get ready. <clears throat> okay? No shame. I was standing up in the metro. <clears throat> We're about to enter into the, in, into the tribulation. If anybody on this train wants to know who Jesus Christ is, I'm standing on a chair. I could have got arrested. Anybody on this train want to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, now is the time. Because when tribulation comes, y'all going to be in a lot of trouble. Then I sit back down. I wasn't doing it that day, but that's where I met Greg, on the train. I was reading my Bible, and he came up and said, hey, man, can I pray for you? I said, yeah. <clears throat> we were taking a bus, the train to, to work every day. So I've been preaching this a lot. 2000. Now we get close to 2017. I'm like, oh, yeah. Now it's coming. OK. Then the, the guy sends me this whole prophecy of his 2017 and the Revelation 12. And and I say, OK, but 
Uh, I'm telling you, if the rapture don't happen, they're going to treat you bad. And then we do not friends and then the whole thing. But I'm letting them know, like, everybody loves you because you came up with this 2017. But I don't believe in a Rosh Hashanah rapture. So if it doesn't happen, be careful because those all those people aren't going to love you if it doesn't happen. They're going to call you dirty names. And uh, so then that happened. 2017 came and went. I was so disappointed. I said, man, okay, 1948, 70 years is 2018. So I'll wait another year. Okay, uh, the whole year is not over to 2019. I'll wait another year. Then what happened? The 120th year came and the whole world was underwater. Now everybody's listening. Oh, this must be the end because look at what's going on, right? So now we are to 2020, but even though it wasn't the rapture, you should have saw, wait a minute, the whole world can be controlled by one person? You can, you can declare that the, that the world is sick and tell everybody you can't go outside anymore? You can do that? You can do that. You can shut down Ross and <laughs> everything that they don't consider essential has to close. I'm at Walmart and I go inside and there's no toilet paper. Right. I'm like, who stole all the toilet paper? I walk outside. There's a guy in a long jacket. Got that Sherman. It's like, what? You selling toilet paper outside? Ain't no more toilet. I'm like, what has happened to the world? That was a scary time. You guys don't know and understand that. That was a scary time. Business is closing. People losing jobs. Controlling people. And God is like, this is, you're seeing a taste, a small drop of what you're going to see when the tribulation happens. And this is the opportunity for everybody to say, let's accept Jesus Christ and get out of here. Let's live for Jesus Christ and get out of here. Because life begins when we meet Jesus. I don't care how much you're enjoying it now. And believe me, I'm enjoying life right now at age 61. To me, it's beautiful, okay? But I know this isn't it because, look, you can be have everything that you have and the next day. Everything be gone. You can have everything. And then the next day you be sick and everything be gone. You understand? Because so this is not life and you can't depend on mortal life. What does the name mean? Man has been appointed mortal sorrow. But the blessed God is going to come down. Okay, Teaching teaching that he will bring the relief that we need, the Noah, the rest that we need, right? So we're here. We're on the third day and we're on the sixth day. And it's early morning on the third day and there's going to be a wedding. All right. I want to read something and I just want to do this because I want to make a correction and I'll write it on the board tomorrow. Okay. Um, Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to teach this tomorrow. If anybody knows Jack Hibbs, say Pastor Sandy's going to be teaching tomorrow. And um, Jack Hibbs, he's a he's a pastor, big church in Orange County. And he was teaching last Sunday and he said something and I, I just. I turned the TV off. I was like, oh, just when you just think somebody is good. Yeah. And then he says something crazy. So um, and, 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 and believe me, I like the guy because anybody t- saying get ready. The rapture's coming is my friend. OK, because I know it's coming and I know God didn't call me for no reason. And this whole thing is God. OK, so Matthew chapter 24. OK, now. When you get to Matthew chapter 24, what he says is that Matthew chapter 24 has nothing to do with the church. It's all about Israel. Okay, 
So he says, when you get to the part in verse 32, where it says, now learn the lesson of the fig tree. Um, and uh, 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 as soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. All this is talking about Israel. So when you get to verse 36, when it says no one knows about the day of the hour, not even the angels in heaven, but my father only. And then when it says two will be taken, one will be, two will be in the field, one will be taken and the other one left. And he said, listen, you don't want to be one of the ones taken. Because those that are taken are going to destruction. You don't want to be one of those. You want to be one of those that are left because now you're going to go into the millennium. And I went, oh, my goodness, that is so bad. So I, I typed up the thing and I sent it to the church so that he could know how bad of a teaching that is. OK, because he doesn't know that the, in the Greek, when you came to verse 32, the subject matter changed according to the Greek, uh, uh, to, according to how the Greek is written. <coughs> it's a it looks like a D and an E, but it means now we're changing subjects. OK. So to 31, we're talking about end times and Jesus returning on a cloud. But when you get to 32, it uses a, a two letters, D and an E, and it means now we're changing subjects. And then it says, now I want to talk to you about the fig tree, the rebirth of the nation of Israel. And then it gets over here, and it's this, so I'm just talking about, now, I'm going to tell you why he said that. <clears throat> because at the end of when he, when he comes back on a cloud, um, they say to him, oh, here it is. It's in uh, verse 28. <clears throat> it says, uh, it says, uh, now watch this. Listen to this very carefully. I'm going to start at verse 26. So anyone who tells you there he is <clears throat> in the desert, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner room. Do not believe it. For as lightning uh, that comes from the east is visible even as uh, uh, even in the West, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. He's talking about the second coming, right? Wherever there is a carcass, um, there the vultures will gather. You hear that? There the vultures will gather. What are the vultures gathering for at the end of the tribulation? Because the bodies are going to be laying on the ground. So it says there the vultures will gather. Now, when you get to Luke, it says two will be taken. One will be taken and the other one left. And then they ask Jesus where. And he says where the eagles gather. Where do the eagles gather? Above the clouds. See that? So if you if you study Paralambano, because you can't. God's going to use the word says Paralambano, which means taken as a friend or a companion. That's a marriage. So those taken, the, the specific word in the Greek says you're being taken for a good cause to be a friend and companion to God. OK, but at the end of the tribulation, there'll be carcasses and the vultures will come. But when the rapture happens, it says he says, where are they? Where are you taking them? And he's and, and Jesus says where the eagles gather. Where do the eagles gather? Above the clouds. OK, so it's clear. But see, when you say that and eighty nine thousand people are listening to you, they're thinking now, oh, my goodness, I don't want to be one of the ones taken. Yes, you do. Because when you're taken, the people that are left, you know, what the word for left means divorce from God. And this is what the Lord said. You can't be divorced if you're not married. So God says, that's not even a message to the world. You have to know me. We have to have once connected to divorce you. So this is when he's talking about the 10 virgins. 
They knew me. They knew I was coming. They weren't ready when I came. So I left them. And tomorrow we're going to give you the Greek words and the Hebrew words and the other times where he says paralambano. And they're all talking about taking you to be a friend or companion to God. But listen, we're on the sixth day. This is the seventh day, seven days after the water's coming. You understand? This is the seventh day. So no one understand we're in perfect position with this whole thing. And I'm just looking forward to the opportunity of leaving and starting my real life. Praise God. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Come up here, Ryan, and pray us out, brother. So I can get back to my pound cake. <laughs> oh, coffee cake. Proverbs 22, 17. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge. Yes. For it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Yes. Let all of them be fixed upon your lips. So that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge that I, make, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth that you may answer words of truth to those who send to you. What scripture is that? Proverbs 22, 17 Proverbs through 21. Wow, that yeah. is incredible. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray on. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the beautiful words spoken by your spirit through your word, through our pastor, into our hearts. Lord, let us apply it now to our feet. Let us spread the gospel like never before. Let us minister the gospel as if you are coming tomorrow. Yes, Lord. Lord, help us to up apply what we just heard and speak through our pastor tomorrow. May you further instruct us. Lord, may our heart say, here we are, send us. Yes. Help us to do your will. Until that trumpet blows, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Good.